y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. And you are tuning in if you haven't been joining us in a look at the book of Ruth. And this book of the Bible is located in the Old Testament, right after the book of Judges. And we are in our fourth week here, but we're going to be looking at chapter three today. And we've already looked at chapter one. We've talked about the theme of this book is really how we can have true strength in the midst of collapse. And this was kind of the setting of this book. Uh, these these people, these three main people who we've been looking at, Naomi and Ruth and Boaz, in the town of Bethlehem, which we know is where Jesus was born. But in this time frame that these three lived was in the time of the Judges. And that time is described in the book of Judges as a time where Everyone did as he saw fit. So there was really uh, no rhyme or reason to what people did. They just, whatever floated their boat, so to say, is how they lived. And so we find these three people who have true strength in the midst of the collapse around them, the cultural collapse and the society collapse, the moral collapse, perhaps even, that's going on. And they showed true strength through their faithfulness, their faithfulness to each other, their relationships that they had with each other, as well as faithfulness to God and his sovereignty and protection over their life. We also see that true strength for them was exhibited through kindness, and they had kindness for each other. And today we're going to look at how two of these characters, these people in particular, had integrity. So with that in mind, let's jump right in and read chapter three of the book of Ruth, and then we'll discuss it after we're done. One day, Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, should I not try to find a home for you where you will be well provided for? Is not Boaz with whose servant girls you have been a kinsman of ours? Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash and perfume yourself and put on your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man, and he turned and discovered a woman lying at his feet. "'Who are you?' he asked. "'I am your servant, Ruth,' she said." Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a kinsman redeemer. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. 
All my fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am near of kin, there is a kinsman redeemer nearer than I. Stay here for the night, and in the morning, if he wants to redeem, good, let him redeem. But if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, Don't let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, Bring me the shawl you were wearing and hold it out. When she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and put it on her. Then he went back to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, How did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything Boaz had done for her and added, He gave me these six measures of barley, saying, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. Okay, so here we see what in our modern eyes, our modern culture, this is quite an odd scene here in Ruth chapter 3. But we see that Naomi has given her daughter-in-law, Ruth, some instructions. She is, Naomi is concerned that Ruth is not going to be provided for. And Ruth going out and gleaning from Boaz's field is not really a sustainable way of life for them. So Naomi's trying to figure out how can she help Ruth in this situation. And we're going to talk about in just a minute what this kinsman um, redeemer is. We saw that phrase a couple of times through here. But Naomi tells Ruth to wash and perfume herself and put on her best clothes. She's going to get gussied up to go and to have this interaction with Boaz. Nothing about this interaction is inappropriate. It's not, um, it's not sexual in nature. There's nothing going on that either one of these two people are going to be compromised. Their character is not going to be compromised in this moment. This is an interaction that has, was laid out by God to help provide for those like Ruth and Naomi, widows in a situation where they needed someone to provide for them. So when we look at it in those contexts, that this was a family business interaction and this was not anything romantic in nature. But let me talk to you first about integrity. Because I said this is what our, our idea today is, is that true strength in the midst of collapse is going to require you to have integrity. What is integrity? According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, integrity is the firm adherence to a code, especially one of moral values an unimpaired condition, incorruptibility, the quality or state of being complete or undivided. So how did these two people show integrity? How did Ruth show integrity? And how did Boaz show integrity? Let's start with Ruth. In addition to all the integrity that she's already shown in the first two chapters, we see that she follows Naomi's instructions. We see that she submitted to this Israelite culture. We see that she submitted 
to this Israelite custom, one that was probably unfamiliar to her. We see that she showed integrity by being faithful to Naomi. We see her integrity in that she did not take advantage of Boaz in this situation. How did Boaz show integrity? We see that he was at his own threshing floor, which means that he worked his own work. He did not leave it up to workers or hired men to do what it was his responsibility to do as the owner of the fields. We see his integrity through his moral standards, that he knew this idea of being a kinsman redeemer and what that meant for him. Now, let me tell you a little bit about what a kinsman redeemer is. And this is straight from my, the footnotes of my study Bible. But it says a kinsman redeemer was a relative who volunteered to take responsibility for the extended family. When a woman's husband died, the law in Deuteronomy chapter 25 provided that she could marry a brother of her dead husband. But Naomi had no more sons. In such a case, the nearest relative to the deceased husband could become a kinsman redeemer and marry the widow. The nearest relative did not have to marry the widow. If he chose not to, the next nearest relative could take his place, as we see this being the case with Boaz. If no one chose to help the widow, she would probably live in poverty the rest of her life, because in Israelite culture, the inheritance was passed on to the son or nearest male relative, not to the wife. To take the sting out of these inheritance rules, there were laws for gleaning, as we've seen in chapter 2, and for the kinsman redeemers. So very interesting. And Boaz had this moral standard that he wanted to keep toward. Keep the law and follow this custom. We also see Boaz had integrity in his honesty. He had integrity with his follow-through. Naomi knew that because she said he would not let the matter, matter rest until it was settled, even that day. So he was going to have follow-through with his commitments. And then we also see he showed integrity through his generosity. So how do we have integrity? To have true integrity in the midst of a cultural or societal collapse, we must first accept Jesus as our kinsman redeemer. We have a kinsman redeemer in, in Jesus Christ who, though he was God, came to earth as a man in order to save us. By his death on the cross, he has redeemed us from sin and hopelessness and thereby purchased us to be his own possession. This guarantees our eternal inheritance. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 tells us this. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed, from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. So how do we have true integrity? We first must accept Jesus as our kinsman redeemer. This is the picture here in Ruth. So once we've done that, what does integrity look like? Let me read for you 2 Corinthians 8.21. 2 Corinthians 8.21 says, For we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. 
So doing what is right is what integrity looks like. It looks like the right of God's standard, but also the right of man's standard. And as this verse tells us, it will take work. It will take pains to do that. What else does integrity look like? Let's flip over to Romans 14, 16. Romans 14, 16. Do not allow what you consider good to be spoken of as evil. Integrity looks like defending what is right, according to this verse in Romans. Okay, what else? Let's flip to Proverbs. Proverbs 10, 9 says, The man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. And then Proverbs 13, 6 says, Righteousness guards the man of integrity, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. What does integrity look like? It looks like protection and security. And then the fourth thing that I think integrity looks like is going to be found in the book of Titus. Titus 2, 7. In everything set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about you. So integrity will look like an example for others. It will look like soundness in what you say, that nobody can oppose you or say anything bad about you. So what can we get from this? Just like Ruth and Boaz were able to have integrity in the midst of a time when no one else seemed to have it, we can as well. And I know some days we get up and we look outside, we look around, we turn on the news or we scroll through our social media and it seems like no one has integrity or true strength. No one's showing faithfulness or kindness. But through the life of Ruth and Boaz and Naomi, we can see that we can have all of those things, but we can't do it alone. We need the Holy Spirit's help. We need God guiding us, and we need Jesus as our kinsman redeemer. Let's pray. To God, thank you so much for allowing us the time to dive into this study. God, I pray that we would accept your son as our redeemer, that he came and he paid the price and he purchased us from a state of hopelessness and the poverty of spirit. And I thank you that he did that. And because of that, we can have true integrity in the midst of a world around us that has what seems like zero integrity. So would you help us in this area? Would you give us what we need would you equip us through the power of your Holy Spirit to do what is right, to defend what is right, to be an example for others, and in turn, be protected and secure from the collapse going on around us. Thank you that this integrity is available to us. 
when we live in the Holy Spirit's power. Help my friends in this area today. And we look forward to another time together. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, next week we're going to finish up the book of Ruth. We're going to look at chapter 4. Although that won't be our last episode of this series, but we will finish up the book. So take a look at chapter 4 and see how this thing wraps up. And I can't wait to meet you back here the next week to discuss it. So I will see you then. I hope you have a great week and God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead victorious over sin and death believe that he did that for you and then the third thing to do is to confess confess that Jesus Christ is your savior it's as easy as that I want to encourage you if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with him will you do that today will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life to be the Lord and Savior of your life to be in charge. If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Center podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at Kingdom Rock. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.